0: Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. (laughs) Hey, chickens. Uh, We are listening to a letter from Matt. Um, You're listening, I'm reading. Uh about how he's feeling about... He, he's going through the entire series from The Return in 2005. We've heard what he had to say about Rose. I, if anyone's got any thoughts and theories, please send them through. But, you know, uh, we did cover this off about 100 episodes ago, 652 to 660. Um, if you want to go back and <laughs> troll through the archives. <laughs> I grew up to episode 748, so, you know, there's 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 plenty in the background. Um Anyway, we're up to the end of the world, uh, which, and I'm loving that Matt is kind of putting a 2023 eye over how he feels about these episodes now, which is fascinating. Like, It's, it's one of my favourite things to do with even the really old episodes, to look at the what was going on at the time how it's changed to now which will certainly happen if we do that uh, toy maker bit of business um anyway uh the end of the world he says again looking from 2023 Britney Spears has actually become a piece of classical music now even to us Yeah, Toxic is... I mean, it was a great choice of a song because it's a banger, as the people say. He says, you've got to be pretty mean-spirited to dislike this one. We were getting brilliant special effects that just about stand up to the test of time. I mean, it does help that they were in... Standard definition. Um, and despite Russell T. Davis's insistence on the show remaining family-friendly, uh, two of the most brutal deaths of the series. Um, Jabe bursting into flames and burning to death, and Cassandra literally exploding into bloody chunks of meat. Who says this show isn't scary? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember being devastated by Jabe. Also because it happens off screen. Like those are always the most devastating deaths um, are the ones that you, cause you imagine them really badly. You're like, Oh no, this is happening, isn't it? Um, so yeah, it's, it's quite a lot. Uh, but uh, yeah, oh, the end of the world. I remember really enjoying the toxic thing was ridiculous, but, hilarious um it's it's just you know it's just fun it's a fun episode and we got to do the future i do love that the you know the the, this has been the the kind of like structure and he did that again with the second series that david dennett did anywhere it's like okay one set now one we go to the future and then when we go way to the past um i think didn't they even do that with um uh, Jodie Whitaker's first series. wasn't that how that worked? I can not remember. Um I feel like it was. I feel like we were now in the future and then in the past. Uh, anyway, the end of the world is fun i I do I do quite enjoy it. and like the the scene of you know the the shields coming down and the room burning and Rose kind of like scrambling to the floor. I remember being really terrified of that like and it set off my like kid fear. <laughs> You know when you watch things from your kid and they terrify you and they stay with you forever? And I don't know why, but that one just kind of stuck with me for a long time. Like, I just was like, ah, it's coming. Um, But yeah, amazing. Uh, The Unquiet Dead. Um, Matt says, to this day... This remains a stone-cold Doctor Who classic uh, up there with the absolute best. This is where Doctor Who really came back and proved to me it was the same show it had always been. Oh, cute. Um, Which, when you really love a TV show and, you know, you've watched Burping Bins and you've had Britney Spears (laughs) and Weird Trampoline-Faced Woman based on Nicole Kidman who... (laughs) Apparently that's true. Um, Russell T. Davis was watching the Oscars or something and saw Nicole Kidman on the Red carpet and was like, wow, she looks like she's been ironed um, and decided to base Cassandra on her. Um, our Nicole. Oh, my God. I know. It's going to upset. It's going to put some people's noses at a joint in Australia. I remember once making a joke about Nicole, um, I think at a gig in Paddington, which is where her parents still live <laughs> or did live for a while. And everyone's like... Mm. <laughs> You know, I didn't care. Um, but yeah, Matt is... Uh, yeah. It, like, it, I love that that this that the unquiet dead is the one that kind of made him go, oh no, it's still Doctor Who. Like, here it is. Um, he says, the BBC just does period setting so well in a way no one else can and this really benefits Doctor Who. They really are good at it, aren't they? Like, I mean, just plonk Judy Dench in a big dress and send her off to the countryside. <laughs> What's that? Is that Cranford, where, they? where they send Judy Dench to the countryside in a big dress? Um, <laughs> it uh, the, Yeah, it's true. Uh, again, cadavers coming back to life to kill the living and steal their bodies. Amazing this got approval for an early evening BBC One slot, but it's one of the best. Um, oh, and it's also got, you know... Like, I know this is something that they do a lot in the the new series of Doctor Who, which they didn't, like, do so much in, you know, the classic series. Like, you know, the uh, Tom Baker would kind of talk about how he hung out with Leonardo da Vinci and he would have a painting, but you would never really see much of Leo. Um, but here we've got front and centre Charles Dickens, played by Simon Callow, and... An amazing performance as well. Also, apparently he was quite um, thingy about doing it because he's quite a Dickens scholar and was like, oh, I'm not just going to go and play Charles Dickens and, you know, it's going to be terrible. And then read the script and was like, oh, yeah, no, this is exactly what he was like. Um so was uh, very excited by the whole thing. But yeah, it's... Oh, the Unquiet Dead is fun. Now I want to watch... I want to watch all of these again. But who's got time? Like, there's... But they're... <laughs> like, what is it? Maybe eight weeks <laughs> until the 60th is on. I'm glad Matt's made a start and is helping us along so we can have the memories of the shows um, without having to do all the work. Thank you, Matt, for doing all this work for us. Um, on to Aliens of London and World War Three. Uh... He says, hindsight is a wonderful thing, right? Well, with the knowledge of how badly they were struggling in the early days of filming on this series, it's a wonder that it turned out as well as it did. Sure, it's easy to pick on the man in a rubber suit, Slovene, but you can't do that without also acknowledging the incredible CGI work for them as well. You can look down on the childish farting throughout, but for years after that, did anyone in a fan's house fart without being accused of being a Slovene? <laughs> Ah, you're a Slovene. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He says these two episodes are a massive out loud mission statement for the new series. Spaceships crashing into Big Ben unit with its proper name. Um, Oh, yeah, they're not allowed to call it that anymore, are they? Uh, It was United Nations Intelligence Task Force, and now it's the Unified Intelligence Task Force because the United Nations Center cease and desist. Uh, Penelope Wilton playing Harriet Jones MP Fly on Earth you know who she is and the first significant death of the new series that hit us all in the feels that poor little pig anyone for a bacon sandwich oh Matthew <laughs> so weird I've been listening to The Archers lately and there's a lot of business going on in the pig farm um, you know what I did love I, fe- I feel like Russell T. Davis kind of dumped it after this first series Uh is that this whole first series? Every episode has like a subtext, um, and/or a theme kind of thing going on. And they're very, like, some of it's quite pointed. Like, this one, it feels like it's got quite pointed satire about government, about, um, you know, rampant capitalism, like the kind of sacrifices that get made to just make money, like the Slitheen being, you know, the ultimate expression of capitalization And um, also, you know, the of, of de- property developers. <laughs> just like, how do we devalue this thing so we can build our giant building on it and no one wants to, you know, we, we make everyone hate, you know, that there was a thing here. Like, it's just... It is, you know, this is this is. There's a lot of satirical stuff going on in this two-parter. Um, also, in the preceding episodes, there's a lot kind of going on there as well. Like every episode has it has its kind of like undercurrent of something. Um, you know there's there's a whole cult of celebrity thing and you know being invited to things and who's special going on in uh, the uh, the end of the world um and Rose obviously is you know there's a whole whole lot of business going on there um but yeah, like every episode had like a subtext here and I feel like he let that go after a while uh, we will continue Matt's rewatch in the next episode